Good morning, everyone, and uh, thank you for, for joining me today. It's a real pleasure to be here at the amazing uh, Holy Child Elementary School uh, in Edmonton. I want to thank, of course, first and foremost, uh, Principal Christine Sampson. Uh, thank you so much, Christine, for, for letting us pop by and make uh, today's important announcement. As well, uh, just recently chatting with Assistant Principal, it was Amanda, right? Amanda, thank you so much as well. Thank you both uh, for the incredible work that you do here at Holy Child to make sure uh, all the amazing students here get a world-class education. And similarly, of course, that, that extends to all teachers and all staff here uh, at the school for their contribution in work and just broadly across Edmonton Catholic School Division and across all of our school divisions. Thank you for all the amazing work that you do. The uh, Alberta Advantage is back and booming. Our economy is stronger than ever with new investments pouring into our province on, on what seems to be an almost weekly basis. Just a couple of weeks ago, Amazon announced that they would be building their first ever Canadian wind farm right here in Alberta. This is a strong sign of Alberta's success. And thanks in part to a strong economy and thanks as well to an affordable cost of living, Canadians and people from around the world are flocking to our amazing province once again. In fact, Alberta is on track for the biggest population boom since 1914. While that growth has been great for the provincial economy, it has also resulted in an unprecedented number of new students entering Alberta's education system. Through Budget 2023, we worked to boost overall education investment to accommodate growing enrollment, but more needs to be done. In fact, for many school authorities, enrollment growth is far beyond original projections. So I'm here today to announce additional funding for our school divisions. More specifically, Alberta's Conservatives are investing an additional $30 million to our school boards across Alberta. Alberta's government is committed to keeping our education system world-class, and this investment will help us achieve that goal. I know this additional funding will help our school divisions in many ways. First and foremost, every new student will be funded. School authorities with any level of enrollment growth will now be eligible under a new revised formula, not just those experiencing significant growth. Last year, when we first introduced the Supplemental Enrollment Growth Grant, only those authorities with more than 2% growth were eligible, as the grant was to designed to support school boards facing significant growth. Now, all enrollment growth across the province will be supported as every student enrolled beyond original school authority budget projections will be funded. Under the revised methodology, the current supplemental enrollment growth grant will provide additional funding to school authorities based on the volume of enrollment growth. The grant provides school authorities with $1,500 per student for growth between 0 and 100 students, of course, and incremental enrollment growth exceeding 100 students will be funded at $2,000 per student. 
This influx of new funding will be available to our school boards as early as this December so that our school authorities will be able to add additional supports immediately. A final allocation will be provided to school authorities later in the school year once the department has verified enrollment counts and enrollment levels. I want to stress that this new funding complements the historic education investment made in Budget 23. That budget investment addresses rising enrollment growth in schools, meets students' increasingly diverse needs, and combats the affordability and inflation crisis facing parents and school authorities. The Department of Education's operating expense is increasing by more than $1.8 billion over the next three years. This will help our school divisions hire up to 3,000 additional staff, including teachers, educational assistants, bus drivers, and school support staff. And with the additional investment we're announcing today of $30 million, we hope to increase that number further. In fact, according to their own projections, our school authorities right now are on track to hire more than 2,600 additional teachers, educational assistants, and other support staff this year alone. And again, with today's investment, we hope to bolster those numbers. Over the next three years, Budget 23 allocated $820 million to address enrollment growth, and this dollar amount, of course, now increasing as per today's announcement. This funding may be used to hire additional teachers and classroom support staff so that our school authorities can manage class sizes and the growing number of students they are seeing. With a significant investment in Budget 23 and today's $30 million investment of new funding, I am confident that our school boards and other partners will be able to have the resources and support that they need to ensure our students continue to receive a world-class education. Thank you again, and it's now my pleasure to invite Edmonton Catholic School Division Board Chair Sandra Palazzo to say a few words. Please join me. Good morning, everyone, and thank you, Minister, particularly your comments regarding the exceptional work of our staff. We would also like to thank Principal Sampson and, of course, our staff and students for graciously hosting us today. On behalf of Edmonton Catholic Schools Board of Trustees, Chief Superintendent and Administration, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to Holy Child Catholic Elementary School and, of course, to thank the Honourable Minister of Education, Demetrius Nicolaitis, for inviting us to provide remarks for this important announcement. This school is a perfect place for us to talk about enrollment growth, not only because of its cultural diversity, which includes Spanish and French programming, but because it reflects the diversity of our division's growing student population. With the significant immigration to Canada over the past few years, we've seen many families from across Canada choosing Alberta as a place to live. Edmonton Catholic Schools has increased by over 4,500 students in the past two years alone. We estimate that of our new students, more than 2,000 are new to Canada and more than 800 are new to the province. This growth is in addition to the existing families in Edmonton who are choosing 
Edmonton Catholic schools. As more and more people move to Alberta because of the many advantages and opportunities that our province offers, we're seeing metro school divisions grow at such a significant rate that the weighted moving average is not meeting the demands faced by rapidly growing school divisions. The Supplemental Enrollment Growth Grant is a funding equalizer of sorts that helps offset the limitations of the weighted moving average. And we're extremely pleased for today's announcement and wish to thank our minister and the Alberta government for addressing our concerns and making student learning a priority. Although we strive to accurately forecast our enrollment projections for the year, Immigration and migration are often unpredictable. By moving the 2% threshold and recognizing each and every new student will receive more funding and be better able to manage the demands of a growing population. We're proud that every dollar we invest in our students and schools is an investment in Alberta's future. We want the best for our province and are confident that in an excellent, well-funded education, system, it will get us there. Recognizing that supporting the students of today will drive the economy of tomorrow. The better we serve them, the stronger Alberta will be. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. That ends the formal portion of today's announcement. We will now open it up to questions. It'll be one question and one follow-up. We'll start with the questions in the room here. So if you can start with your name and your outlet. Hi, question for the minister, Morgan with Global News. I think you can't see me yet, I'm back here. Hello, <laughs> uh, just wondering if you could elaborate, obviously you're, you're getting more support in the classroom, but what about building new schools or getting students to schools that aren't yet at capacity? What's going on there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, on the uh, on the last part of getting students to schools that that are under capacity, uh, of course, uh, that's best left into the hands of our school divisions uh, to manage the infrastructure that they have, uh, provide busing and transportation. There, of course, uh, is increased costs with busing and fuel prices. We have provided uh, assistance and support to our school divisions in Budget 23, as an example. Uh, we've increased the transportation funding envelope by over thirty percent uh, to help accommodate some of those increased financial pressures as well as others. Um, in terms of building schools, uh, you know, we're, we're working through that. I uh, hope to be able to have more to say uh, when, when the uh, budget, uh, budget 24 is released. Of course, uh, every, pro every capital project has to go through a process, has to be evaluated, scored, and uh, new projects are announced in, in every budget cycle. Uh, so uh, uh, budget 24, of course, will be uh, uh, discussed and debated and uh, hopefully eventually passed uh, in, the, in the new year, in the spring. You know, the, the mandate letter from the Premier uh, says specifically that we must work to significantly expand the number of schools in our growing communities. Uh, so I'll, I'll be working specifically towards that. And then Edmonton Public School Boards posted its annual education results report. Uh, it shows a three-year high school completion rate for Indigenous students at 44%, and that's lower than last year and lower than the provincial average, which is at 57%. What's your reaction to those numbers, and how will you help? 
Yeah, well, you know, I uh, leave it within our school divisions to to see how best to support their their students um, and uh, uh, recognizing the diverse needs of the different student populations that they have. Um, obviously, we want to see those those numbers uh, move up and improve for Indigenous learners and for all students. So, government may remains uh, ready and um, willing to help. Uh, however, however is needed best, and happy to chat more with uh, Edmonton Catholic to see what we can do to help support them. Hi, Janet French from the CBC. My questions are actually for Sandra. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sorry, we get to see you every day. So. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, for Sandra, um, so we're, whenever we ask the government about capital planning, school construction, it's, oh, here's a list of all the schools that we've built in the past few years, and here's all the money we've poured into this. But obviously enrollment is still jumping, as you've just alluded to. And I'm trying to understand realistically how many new builds would your division need in the next three years to get every student learning in an appropriate learning space? Thank you for the question, Janet. So the more schools we get, uh, the more accepting we will be of them. I guess what I can say to you is in 36 out of our 92 school buildings currently, every space is being utilized, including our learning commons, in some cases even our staff rooms, and they're being used for teaching and learning. So it's impacting us in, in several ways. Many of our families, of course, are settling in and around the Anthony Henday area drive. And so many schools in these areas are at capacity or over capacity. Can you describe for me in a little bit more detail what kinds of spaces students are learning in and how it affects their the quality of their education? Well, again, virtually every space that we're using in some of these schools is being utilized. So, And, and as I've already indicated, uh, we've had to oftentimes give up our learning commons, our staff rooms, our conference rooms. So it's been difficult. But again, we look forward, pardon me, we look forward because the, the Alberta government, as the minister has uh, indicated today, uh, is looking at that. We're having collaborative discussions with them, and we're hoping for capital and announcements to be made soon, and that will be able to alleviate some of the concerns that we're currently experiencing. Did we have another question in the room here? Perfect. Well, that actually didn't really answer my question about, I mean, you've got seven schools just in year one of your capital plan. Do you need all seven right now? Do you need everything in this capital Absolutely. plan? Absolutely. Well, the more we get, and of course, it takes three years. So to once we get the full construction and announcement, then it takes us three years from the time of the announcement until the time that the schools are actually built. And so, yes, in, we are desperate need in, for three of them immediately. Uh, and of course, the more that we get, then the more we'll be able to alleviate the concerns that we're going to be experiencing next year or the year after that or the year after that. But again, it's, it's a three-year time frame that, uh, that we're looking at before the full construction is complete. And the three you need immediately are which ones? The three would be uh, Christ the King, St. Thomas Aquinas, and Monsignor Fee Otterson. Those are the ones that we've had parent engagement in. Thank you. Amanda with CTV. Uh, you can stay there. My <laughs> One more for you. Um, I just want you to really put in perspective how today's announcement is, what kind of a need there is for um, the Catholic School Board and, and what kind of a difference this is truly going to make. 
it is going to make a difference. So with the information that was shared today, uh, we anticipate receiving $5.1 million, uh, which is $1.9 million more uh, than the previous method of calculation that was used. And so definitely this money is going to be money that will go directly into the classrooms to support student learning. And my follow-up is for the Minister. Minister, I'd like to ask you about the defeat of Bill 202 and why not support reporting, the mandatory reporting of class sizes? Sure. Uh, I had the opportunity to speak towards uh, Bill 202 in the Assembly. Uh, my concerns with uh, were with some of the components of the bill, specifically talked about establishing a teaching excellence commission, if memory serves me correct, um, stipulated that uh, that should be in place by December 31st of 2024 and that the, the commission should report back within two years. Uh, so, it would be, you know, two to potentially four years uh, before we received any kind of report back from this commission about any kind of details. Um, you know, in, in talking with uh, Edmonton Catholic and other school divisions, it's very clear that we need to take additional steps immediately. I don't know why we would want to wait several years before getting a report to decide what to do. Uh, our government's committed to taking action immediately, as we're doing today, in terms of providing additional funding to our school divisions to help them hire teachers and other staff so that we can deal with some of the enrollment pressures that we're facing. Perfect. Thank you to everybody that showed up in person. We'll move to the first caller on the phone here. Mark Devillen, CTV. Hi there. Uh, this is a question for the Minister. Um, uh, Minister, over the weekend there was a contract vote for support staff employees with the Calgary Board of Education. One of the highest turnouts in years. The contract was rejected by 70% of those who voted. These workers haven't seen a wage increase since 2013. Some of them are working below the poverty line. A lot of complexities now with increasing enrollment for sure here. Is there any way the province can help support these workers? I know we're looking at hiring more of these workers, but can we increase their wages? Is there anything the province can do in that respect? Sure. When you say workers, are you referring to teachers or was that uh, educational assistance? Support, support staff workers with the Calgary Board of Education. Educational assistance, yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so uh, we, uh, of course, uh, those those contracts are, are facilitated through the collective bargaining process and are negotiated with their employer, which is the school division directly. Um, so I, I don't want to comment on uh, any active uh, collective bargaining conversations or, or discussions that are happening where there with the uh, employer being the Calgary School Division directly. Um, you know, we're always uh, looking to provide uh, the adequate support to our school divisions as we're doing today, uh, uh, announcing $30 million in additional funding to help support them, and uh, we, we leave it to our school divisions to decide how best it is to allocate those funding, to deal that funding, to deal with enrollment pressures uh, or, or in, uh, in, in uh, wages and in other areas. So uh, it's government's uh, work to, and responsibility to partner with our school divisions, make sure they have the resources that they need, and, and uh, those conversations are best left to the school division to work through. Just uh, back to the $30 million, the additional $30 million, um, how much of that money will go to Calgary specifically, Calgary schools, if you're able to kind of break down that for us? Yeah, I don't have the, uh, I'd be happy to, to get the exact number and maybe follow up with you afterwards. I don't have the exact number in front of me. We, we still need to do some, some final calculations and get some final reporting in from our school divisions. Uh, so I'd be happy to follow up with you and, and my team can follow up with you to get you the, the specific Calgary number that, uh, that we suspect will be the case. 
We can move to the next caller here. Michael King, Global News. Morning, Minister. A follow-up on a colleague's uh, previous question here. Since we're talking about class size numbers, the importance of tracking so the money gets to the right place, why don't you just make class size reports public again by addressing the concerns you had with Bill 202 and just releasing those numbers? Sure. Well, again, I believe it's uh, it's best to to provide the resources to our school divisions and uh, uh, let them uh, make the the best decisions as how best to allocate those uh, that funding and and where best to go. Uh, they know. Uh, where the best place is to allocate uh, their operating dollars. Um, of course, you may recall that we we had class size reporting in the province uh, for well over a decade, and additional funding was provided to school divisions uh, in support of that reporting uh, through the small class size grant to uh, help reduce class sizes. And there was actually a report from the Auditor General I believe it was in 2016 or 17 that reported after over a decade of this reporting and this program being in place and several billion dollars being allocated to the small class size grant that class sizes were no smaller uh, in that at that time than when the program had begun and so the government in 2019 made the decision to uh, to move away from the small class size program and just move that funding into operating funding for the school divisions. We're also hearing about increased enrollment when it comes to children with special needs. Some parents are telling us they have to fight for resources and aids for their own children. What is being done to address those concerns? Today's announcement of $30 million in additional funding to our school divisions to help them hire additional educational assistants and other staff uh, that's going directly into our classrooms. Again, uh, uh, it's, I think, best determined to our school divisions to determine how best to allocate the new funds that we're providing to them, whether that is to hire additional uh, support staff, educational assistance, and help uh, help deal uh, with uh, students that, uh, that may have other learning uh, challenges or disabilities or hire additional staff. Uh, so uh, we're, we're, we're making steps today, providing new funding to our school divisions to help address some of those challenges. We've got time for one more question. Operator, if you could put in the next caller. Johnson, Edmonton Journal. Hi, thanks for taking my question. This is for the minister and just to follow up on that um, class size <clears throat> data questions um, for my colleagues there. I'm wondering, I mean, you, you've, you've offered some numbers here that there's an extra $30 million in supplemental growth. Um, Sandra mentioned that this will mean an increase of $1.9 million more than, than expected for Edmonton Catholic, but to Albertans and to parents reading that, it's a pretty abstract number. Um, especially when we don't have class size data across the province and and we can't see how that funding is making a tangible difference. Um, I guess to put it in perspective, I mean, in other words, where's the accountability without that data? I mean, how can Albertans keep this government accountable? You can say that you're adding more money, but how do we how do Albertans know that you're not just playing catch up with enrollment growth? Yeah, thank you. Uh, important question, of course. Uh, parents want to know and understand because uh, you know we can stand here as government and talk about thirty million and uh, you know provide some of these numbers. But parents want to know what difference that actually makes in the classroom. Well, the difference that it'll make, uh, and of course, again, school divisions will, will choose to use their funds in, in different ways. So I don't want to speak for all school divisions, but uh, I believe the difference it'll make uh, will be um, additional uh, additional staff. 
you know, uh, as at the start of this school year alone, uh, we've seen over 1,200 additional staff with just our four metro school divisions uh, uh, join uh, join their ranks as teachers and educational assistants. Uh, we're on track uh, to see 2,600 additional educational. Uh, staff, including teachers, um, uh, be recruited by our school divisions. So uh, parents will be able to see that. And I think that's the direct, tangible effect that uh, parents will be able to see will be more support staff, more teachers, uh, and other resources going to support their kids. Do you have a follow-up? Thanks. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, maybe for Sandra, if you could... um shed some light on this, um, you know, in, in debate in the legislature over Bill 202, um, Emily Dick mentioned that it would be, uh, keeping track of class sizes would add a lot of red tape and paperwork for school boards um, without actually offering tangible help. I'm wondering if you could shed some light on how many human hours it would take to estimate, to get to gather class size data in your division, if that would be a hurdle for you. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to give you an exact number, but we could certainly give you a, you know, a, a, a fabricated one. Uh, that being said, um, I just want to attribute the great work that our division does uh, in to ensuring that the data that we do have, that we're able to accommodate for the students in the best way possible. Of course, with today's announcement, um, it's a step in the right direction where we're going to continue to be able to serve our students in the best way possible because that's why we're here. Um, and it's always about uh, wanting to give our students the best. So uh, we will, you know, I will certainly get our team to give you that number should I be, should we be able to come up with one. Thank you. And that's all the time we have today. Thank you all for coming. If you have any additional questions, my email is at the bottom of the news release.